0: Yes, podcast about that most magical places, Disney parks. I'm your host Jason, and no one else is with me today. Oddly enough, we're having an in-studio show. This is no in-park audio today. Um, haven't gotten around to editing anymore. So, um, you know, starting the new semester, very exciting. And uh, I had some other stuff that I wanted to do first while it's still somewhat fresh in my mind. Uh namely some reviews. So today will be mostly a review show giving my opinions and thoughts on a couple of yeah, a couple of restaurants and a hotel. So I mean that being said, it'll be a shorter episode probably between 20 and 30 minutes. Uh so I mean I'm going to try to just get through you know, what I want to say and not, you know, not go over too much. Uh, so as far as restaurant reviews go, you can also find those over on our blog. You'll go to www.ofmicemenpodcast.blogspot.com. There you'll find a link at the top for that says reviews. Click that and you will find our, uh, we have two restaurant reviews up there right now. So, and I'll be covering both of those in a little bit greater detail now. So, I mean, yeah, that's that. Not much going on in I mean, in my life right now. I mean, like I said semester just started, got back from Christmas break a week ago, and was in Disney World for two out of four weeks of Christmas break. It wasn't two consecutive weeks, but two different weeks. But that worked out well. First week, we stayed at Bonnet Creek Resort, and I never like staying off property. Just, that's my opinion. I mean, yeah, Bonnet Creek's somewhat on property. It's, like, right there. But it's no Disney hotel, you know. Disney resorts are much better. So, luckily, that's not what I'm reviewing. Uh, The hotel I'll be reviewing is Saratoga Springs, where I stayed the second week the second time we were there, so, uh, yeah, that'll be coming up in the review, I'll start with the restaurants, and we'll go from there, alright, so, over Christmas break, I got an iPhone, which is awesome, I love it, it's like the iPod Touch I had, except I lost that, actually, I know exactly where it is, it's just with one of my friends, and they're still in Wisconsin, and I'm not, so, uh, we'll, I'll figure that out at a different time, but I got some of my, uh, Disney apps back that I use for planning and that. Uh, some of my personal favorites, now I don't remember how much any of these cost, I think some of them were free, and some of them might not be, I'm not really all that sure. Uh, there's the WDW Dining app, and this one's pretty useful, this is what I used to come up with the restaurants that I wanted to go to comes with a variety of features. You can um, click on the Dining Reservations button. It'll automatically call uh, 407-WDW-Dine, and you can set up your dining reservations. So you can call straight from the app, which is excellent. There's also a Near Me feature, which it'll take your current location, and it will find the nearest restaurant to you at the current moment nearest uh, Disney dining option you can also favorite restaurants and they'll be added to your favorites as well as a my dining schedule you can kind of schedule out your day or if you have dining reservations you can put those in there and food finder if you're looking for a specific type of food you can either type it in or they have quick find for certain things like popcorn, pretzels ice cream bars, and turkey legs, and churros, that kind of thing. So you can quickly find your little snack things. They also have... From there, sorry, they have it listed by park. They have Magic Kingdom Epcot Studios and Animal Kingdom, obviously. And each park will have... You can click on that park, there'll be the option to look through... All of the restaurants that you can find at that park and at the very top you can click on carts and stands and that will get you the list of all the different like ice cream carts and stands and where they're located in each of the lands of the Magic Kingdom is the one I was looking at or each of the areas in Epcot Studios or Animal Kingdom that you happen to be in so they also have downtown Disney as well as all of the resort hotels so literally has all of your dining options in addition to all having all your dining options it also has under each of them there are four possible options the options will be lit up if that option is available at a particular uh... location for example i'm in Epcot right now looking at future world and for future world We have the Cool Wash, which is that quick service thing over by Test Trek, I believe. And on the side, it'll tell you what it is, quick service or table service. And it also will have the Disney's dollar sign rating, you know, telling you how much it costs, so one dollar sign. And then it has nothing lit up, so uh, that'd probably be a poor example. But if you go to China, you'll find the Nine Dragons Restaurant, which is a $2 sign table service. It has everything lit up, so that means that at this location, Disney Dining Plan is available, Tables in Wonderland is available, as well as an annual pass and DVC discount. So it's, it's a pretty nifty little app there. And of course, the other one that is a personal favorite of mine is Mouse Memo, and that just helps you keep track of... All of your dining, entertainment options, your flight information, ground transportation, and hotel information, and it has the option to input uh, new ground and hotels. So if you wanted to say make your own, make it, and eh, not make it, yeah, you can make your own, which means you can kind of use it as an all-around travel app which is what I do. I use it for all of my traveling, not just for travels to Disney World. But it's convenient since I travel to Disney World the most. All the Disney World hotels are already input in there. The only other app that I decided to purchase was the Hidden Mickeys app, which is the same as the book by Stephen Barrett, I believe it is. And... This app is awesome. It's just like the book. Each of the Hidden Mickeys has a point value in that, and you can go to each park and look through them, and when you find one, you're able to check it off on the app, and it'll give you the points, and it'll show a check mark by it saying that you have that one, so it's it's nice, and it's well organized, and I enjoyed that one a lot. That one was a little more expensive. It's still, I still think it's it might be cheaper than buying the book. It's definitely cheaper than buying the book at Disney World, but I don't know if you bought it at a bookstore. It's probably cheaper. Um, otherwise, I think I, the iTunes app is uh, pretty much on par with if you bought it at a other bookstore, not on Disney property. Alright, that being said, that's my iPhone stuff. Uh, I'll give some reviews of the some of the new stuff Disney's introducing as well, but we'll start with restaurants since I promised that first, so yeah, I mean that's all the, that's all my, di- those were basically reviews, I'll quick give you a, a rating on each of those apps, uh, I think iTunes does them 5 stars, so WDW Dining, it's a useful app, I don't know how much it costs, if it's, if you look it up, if it's like a dollar ninety nine or less, I would probably give it 8.5 to 9 out of 10. If it's more than that, eh, probably like seven or a six. I mean, there's not enough features there to uh, justify more than do, uh, ninety-nine cents to a dollar ninety-nine. Mouse memo. I think that one's only ninety-nine cents. I don't know if that's gone up. That's really useful for all travel. So I'd give that uh, nine to nine and a half out of ten. If it's more than two dollars or three dollar, mm, yeah. If it's more than two dollars, I'd probably say. Uh, try to find something else, but when I got it, I'm pretty sure it was just 99 cents. And then the Hidden Mickey's book, of course, it's better deal than the book is in the park, so I'd say go for it. And it's, organization-wise, it's one less thing you have to carry around. You don't have to carry the book around because it's right on your phone. Uh, so... I would definitely give that, I enjoyed the book a lot, so I'm still, I'm definitely going to give that a 10 out of 10, I think I was supposed to do these out of 5, oh well, 10 out of 10, for sure, definitely get it, that's my thoughts on it, so okay, there's those reviews, moving on, restaurant reviews, I'll start off with the first new restaurant I tried, I tried two new restaurants on my second trip, we tried no new restaurants on the first one, so, and I believe it's the two newest restaurants to the Walt Disney World Resort. The first one is a new quick service in Japan. You'll find it just above the Koi Pond. And I'm going to look up the name for it because I always get it wrong. It's, But it is delicious. Uh, the Katsura Grill. It's a quick service, serves lunch and dinner. And... It takes the Disney Dining Plan, but does not do Tables in Wonderland, DVC, or Annual Pass discount. So, Dining Plan only, and they had—it's pretty reasonably priced. It's uh, a one-dollar sign under Disney System, and uh, that means less than fifteen dollars a person. So, assuming you're—if ju- you get just the meal itself, right? and um no beverages which is what I usually do I just get water and that's free so you know uh I had the teriyaki chicken and that's 8.99 uh great value there um they give you a, a whole lot of chicken not even kidding uh definitely takes value away from the land the land or er, sunshine seasons over in the land is no longer a good value. They keep taking things away from you there. Uh, Here you get the teriyaki chicken served with steamed vegetables and rice as well. And the rice is actually pretty good, so steamed vegetables weren't bad either, but, you know, I'm more of a fruit person rather than vegetables, so, you know. And the vegetables I do eat in there uh, were still very, very good. So, very well done overall. Uh, Looks like there's a couple of things on the menu that are uh, $9.99. There's a couple 7 dollars If you get the teriyaki salmon, that's going to be eleven ninety nine. dollars There's... Looking at all the prices, I'm going to tell you that the average price is probably going to be about $10. If you were to average everything on the menu, you're going to be spending about $10. Could be a little bit over. I don't think that... Uh, there's nothing over... 12.99 on here, so nothing over 12.99, which is for some of the more expensive things, but not too bad at all. Now, overall, quality of the food was great. It was delicious. I enjoyed it a lot. So I w- like I would definitely eat there again. Now, uh. Right. Now, what were the other things I review on? I do quality value. Like I was telling you before, value is great. Definitely takes value away from eating at Sunshine Seasons in the land. And it's a nice quick service. It's definitely something to try because it's something a little bit different. It's not that same... Same with electric umbrella, I mean honestly, when I'm at Epcot, I definitely prefer that or whichever, whatever that quick service is over at, in the China Pavilion. I like to have something a little bit different, cause you know that burger and fries all the time does get old after a while. So yeah, I mean that's that, I believe overall I gave it an 8 or 9 out of 10 overall as a restaurant. It has a nice atmosphere. Atmosphere does play a lot into it, too. It's definitely contemporary Japanese. It's got that whole, like, uh, relaxing atmosphere. It's got nice music. It's uh, it's a peaceful atmosphere to eat in. So, overall, it's nice. And I would definitely eat there again. Alright. Moving on to our second restaurant review. Again, that last review is... All written down and detailed out in my review of it. You can find that over on our blog slash website, website blog, under reviews. That would be of podcast.blogspot.com. Check that out. Alright, so now the moment everyone's been waiting for. Uh, I just put the review out earlier today. You'll find that it's not a complete review. Because I have a lot to say about this one And we're definitely going to go over 20-30 to 30 minutes Probably Most likely, yes Alright, the BR Guest restaurant Yes, what do I think About the Be Our Guest restaurant Now, uh, dinner Is just not going to be a value for me uh, Sit down dinner I wouldn't do there I'm just going to be honest I, I looked at the menu And I I don't know. Even, I mean, the thing that I would eat there, I mean, that's still sixteen dollars, and I can get what appears to be a, about the same thing over at Cosmic Race for nine. I just, just can't do it. So, you know, that's just, I can't justify that cost. But. On the bright side, they serve a quick lunch there, so all is not lost for you, my dear listeners. You will still be able to eat there at a reasonable pricing, and that would be their quick service lunch. Uh, What time do they serve lunch? It doesn't say what time they serve lunch. I want to say it's like 1030 is when they start lending people in for lunch, and you will have to line up early, and you will have to wait. Uh, We did talk to cast members, I'll be back down there in March, and we wanted to take my grandma, who's coming down, it's been her first time in many, many years, and she's uh, not really able to stand, she's going to be in a wheelchair the whole time anyway, and so you understand, when you first enter the building, the lines and the area to where you go in order, it's very narrow, so you're not going to be sitting in a wheelchair, you have to leave the wheelchairs outside. And in addition to that, you have to wait a long time. So it almost defeats the purpose of having a wheelchair. Like It makes it very difficult for people in a wheelchair to get in there. Uh, Luckily, we talked to the cast member. They said it wouldn't be a problem if you know what you want to order ahead of time. If the person in the wheelchair knows what they want to order, they can give that to one person in the party. That person can go up to the front of the line and uh, can wait in the line and order the food for the entire party. And after they've ordered, they can call, and the, uh, the person in the wheelchair can come in at that point in time. Now, yeah, my grandma is able to walk, and she just can't walk for a long time or stand for a long time. So, I mean, that works for her. If you actually have somebody that can't walk at all, I'm not really sure how they accommodate that. Uh, Be sure to ask a cast member. Disney's usually really good about that, so I wouldn't imagine there'd be a problem with it. But as far as that goes, uh, they were very helpful in explaining that to us and helping us out with that. Now, this restaurant is... uh, I definitely agree. Disney said this, and I'm going to agree with them here. This restaurant is an attraction in and of itself just seeing this place is truly amazing it is so well themed uh as far as the ballroom goes and the west wing there's three different dining rooms west wing ballroom and i think it's like the rose petal room or something like that i'm not really sure i'm not 100 percent sure on that but i know the ballroom and the west wing for sure are the correct names and those are the two that are actually from the movie, and they are superb, like, they look exactly like the movie, and that rose petal room is more like a tribute to the movie, I believe, and they have some really nice paintings of, you know, different scenes from the movie, and then of course a sculpture of Beauty and the Beast dancing in the middle of that dining room, and that one's, uh, the brightest room out of the three, the best lit and uh yeah. Alright. I'm getting off track here. So that's just my general overall, you know, giving you some insight into what they do there. They have three dining rooms, you know. But we're gonna get to that in just a sec. You're gonna follow me on my entire experience going into this restaurant. righty, So you will try to get there well, before ten thirty to eat. You'll probably be lining up. Uh it'd be wise to line up at ten. I think, Uh, unless you don't mind waiting. We lined up at 1030 uh, because I think it's supposed to open at 11, but they actually let people in at 1030. So uh, from there, we got there around 1030 and it was about a 45 minute wait. So if you're going there, especially while it's new still, and I I don't imagine this wait going down a whole lot, Fantasyland, it's a crowded place. Magic Kingdom's a place for kids, and Fantasyland's the most popular land to go to. So, I mean, it's a place for all ages, Magic Kingdom is, but parents tend to take their kids to Magic Kingdom more than they'll take them to, say, Epcot, so, uh, point being, I don't anticipate the crowds going down all that much, expect a wait. Keep in mind, that was a 45 minute wait. During the off-season. This was after New Year's. After the New Year's crowd had left, this was the week... The week after everyone leaves. So, like, uh, what was New Year's this year? New Year's was... See, I don't even know. Don't even know. Uh, today. So, New Year's was a Tuesday. Uh, we went... Uh, So the first was a Tuesday, we went on like the 9th, so that gave the rest of that week and the weekend for those New Year's and Christmas people to kind of like leave, and yeah, the park was pretty much dead, but we still waited 45 minutes, so that's during the off-season. If you're there during a peak season, good luck to you. I really, it'll be a long line. The food is excellent, but it will be a long line. Uh, That being said after waiting in the long line you will find yourself making your way up to the front doors of uh, what looks like a cave because the castle still looks really far away so it's not, it doesn't look like the front doors of Beast castle it looks like the front doors of like a little cave you go over a bridge so, so I mean it's hard to explain they look like the front doors to his castle But you know they're not, because the castle's like another hundred feet above you or whatnot, or it looks like that to use forced perspective, obviously. But, yeah. So you enter there, they'll let so many people in at a time. There are two separate lines. This is the first thing that is an awful idea. Two separate lines was a bad idea. One line is the more efficient way to do this. I know Disney's thinking they're being more efficient by having two separate lines, have one line that weaves because the two lines do not move equally at all Uh, and of course due to my tone on that yes I was in the line that moved slower and there were people that came and got in line to get into the restaurant after us that were got in order their food I guarantee you they were out of the restaurant done eating before we got to order our food and It just shouldn't work like that. To be quite honest, that should not happen. So, I mean, that's the first thing they need to fix. And, so yeah. There's two... Yeah, you get to wait in another line. After you wait 45 minutes in line, you get to wait in another line. Yeah. That that bothered me a bit, too. So, I would definitely say the experience started off pretty awful, and... At that point, uh, myself and my parents were kind of uh, not looking at it with favorable reviews at that point. And unfortunately from there it did get worse. Uh, you make it up to the front of the second line finally, and they will hand you a rose petal thing. It, it's like about the size of those things they hand you when you're waiting, like you, you go and you order your food and they hand you all those things to buzz you when it's ready. It, it's kind of like that shape and size of something. And it looks like a little rose, or it looks like a rose, because that's a Beauty and the Beast thing, obviously. And they were going to send you over to an electronic ordering screen. This is also frustrating, because they will fill those up, and they will add more people in line behind you on those, And then if the screen that you're at, or the person in front of you is at, happens to break down, more people from behind you will end up getting their food and leaving the restaurant with their stomachs full before you even get a chance to order. Again that happened to us, finally, after they spent about 10 minutes trying to fix the screen, uh, my mom was just like, can you send us to a different screen, we just want to order our food. eat now. So they did. They put us to another screen. That was good. And we got stuck by another person. They have menus. They hand menus out at the beginning of the line when you're waiting outside the building. From there, you have the entire time to look at it until you get to the door to decide what you want. There are not that many options. For entrees, there's one, two, three, four, five, six. There are seven options. This is not a hard decision. Look at the menu, decide what you want before you get to the screen. Once they take that menu away from you, you get another chance. Once you're on the inside queue, they have menus throughout the entire line. Read the menu, people. This is there's nothing Disney can do. I mean, Disney did their part. They try to get people to decide what they want before they make it to the screen. But, my goodness. I pray that this is fun of you, and I don't mean to sound really stuck up by this, but people are really stupid. You were given 45 minutes plus longer, definitely longer. So, probably you've been given like an hour to look at this menu of seven options, and you still haven't chosen what you want. Just choose something, is all I have to say, because that's really annoying, and then I have to wait five to seven minutes for you and your family to decide, oh, what do we want now? You had that option for the last hour. Do it then. Anyway, so see, now I'm getting myself frustrated again. <laughs> uh, but after that point, we ordered. Uh, we, uh, My mom and dad shared one. They share everything. They tend to eat, like, lots of meals during the day. Like, they'll eat four or five meals, but they share each of them. So that's kind of how that works. That's kind of how they roll. So they shared a meal and I had my own in that we both got the carved turkey sandwich, and that one's 10.99. And I'll get into what the food was later as so I'm going through the experience. The ordering process, are, we tried to charge it to the room. Room key didn't work right away. Also frustrating. But, you know, what you're going to do, they... Got on it and fixed it. Uh, We also got the triple triple chocolate cupcake uh, for dessert. And the three of us shared that. My mom and dad got half. I got half. That's how that one worked. Um, But yeah. So, so far, we were not impressed at all. There were a lot of bugs and a lot of things that didn't work. And a lot of people that were being annoying. I think the other thing that was upsetting about people not deciding is I was already pretty pissed off at some people, because they were, this will be a quick side story, I hate getting off track like this, but it's relevant to my fall mood that day, which this memory has brought up again. Just before this, I met my mom and dad at the restaurant at 10.30, where we were getting in line, before that I had a fast pass for Space Mountain, and the reason my parents didn't go on with me is because my mom doesn't like Space Mountain, and my dad wasn't going to just, you know, leave my mom out there alone, which is understandable, but I still wanted to go on, so I decided to go on, get in the fast pass lane, and I'm stuck behind a party with a wheelchair, and I'm like, alright, and that's fine, because you know, normally people can, you know, work with that, and once you get around that first uh, couple of sharper corners, it's like pretty much straight and slightly banked, curves. it's not that hard to do. So, I mean, yeah, it was slow at the beginning. I was like, all right, this should be fine. But this family, the dad is this big, huge guy, right? And he's in the wheelchair. And his wife is on the phone doing whatever, texting someone or playing a game. or I don't even know what she was doing. And then there's, like, three kids. And the youngest of the three is the one pushing the wheelchair. And he's probably about six, six or seven. And... If you've been on Space Mountain, you know that cue, after it goes down, goes back up on a ramp. And you have this tiny little six or seven-year-old struggling to push this wheelchair up a ramp, right? And the mom's not doing anything about it. So, so you know, that, and that's, that's not what bothered me, right? I was like, okay, if this family's going to do that thing, you know, whatever, I'm going to ask if I can go by them, because, you know, I'll go use my fast pass, I'll probably be on and off the ride before they even make it up there. But of course, what does this family do? They tell me no. They were here first, I have to wait my turn. I was like, seriously? It's... that it was just ridiculous. It pissed me off, because then it took us another about... It did take, seriously, five minutes... For us just to make it from the first game screen, which if you've been on the, new, the newly renovated one, I don't remember when they renovated that, that was a while back though. But the first game screen to the front of the line, it took us about five minutes. Seriously. And then of course. Like I, and of course, like I'm following them. Apparently, I'm following them too close because the mom keeps turning around and giving me a dirty look. And it's like, seriously, people. Really? So that's why I was in a follow mood before I went to the restaurant. So then, when everything was going wrong at the beginning of my restaurant experience, I was pretty pissed off, to say the least. Luckily, uh, Disney quickly turned my experience around and kind of brightened my day up quite a bit. So, from there, you, you scan your little rows when you're ordering, right? That's where we were at. We were at ordering. So, you scan your rows, you make your order, and you, they have your payment and all that. So, now, your order is on that rose, sort of. It's like a tracking device, too. So, then you can go sit in either of the three rooms. You enter. The first room you'll enter is the ballroom, which is the biggest room there. Then there are two side rooms of about equal size. one slightly bigger than the other. The rose petal room is slightly bigger than the west wing. So uh, we chose to eat in the ballroom, which was fun because that's one of the scenes that I remember most from the movie. And I really enjoyed it. Uh, So you just sit down. We got our waters and sat down there. And... Waited for our food and they bring it out To you And like I said that rose thing that you get Is a tracking device and that's how they Find what table you're at So then your waiter or waitress will bring Your food out on this nice little cart And they'll give it to you and they'll ask if you need anything else Really nice So Yeah and that worked out really well So cause we were just able to sit down and chat And enjoy some family time while we waited For our food the last portion of it Keeping in mind that, you know, that's still waiting probably about an hour and 15 minutes total just to get your food. So yes, it is a very long wait to get your food, but once you get that food, it is delicious. Some of the best food I've ever had on Disney property quick service wise. I've eaten at Rose and Crown Pub. I think that I enjoyed a little bit more than this, but... Compared to quick service, which is what this lunch seating is, um, definitely the best quick service food ever. It was delicious. So, yeah. Definitely eat there. And don't even get me started on the chocolate, triple chocolate cupcake. Don't, don't even get me started. Delicious. That's... The food was amazing. The theming was amazing. So, the overall... Experience after ordering was easily 10 out of 10. Overall experience before ordering probably a 1 out of 10. To be quite honest, that's how poorly that went. Um, so you'd think hey, yeah, my review is gonna be a 5 out of 10 because you average the two. Uh, no, I think yeah, I think you'd agree with me if you taste the food, you experience the atmosphere. That's gonna Hold a lot more weight in my review Than my poor experience at the beginning Because despite that poor experience I am definitely making A a definite note of coming back there on my next trip And hopefully every trip after that for lunch I will do that at least once So definitely my poor experience at the very beginning of that Has not really affected uh, My review of the restaurant I felt it's important for you guys to know that the beginning part can be frustrating, given I think we were just unfortunate to have pretty much everything go wrong for us on that. We got put in the slower line, and then we got put in the line where the, uh... You know, ordering screens broke down. I mean, there's not a whole lot... I mean, the chances of that were slim, and we were just unfortunate in that aspect. So, I mean, your experience may definitely not be... Will probably not be nearly as bad as mine was in the beginning part but i think the overall part that you want to take home is that the restaurant's atmosphere and the food itself was just amazing and you definitely want to give it a try and that's for lunch uh, like i said the dinner menu a little pricey for my taste so probably won't be trying that especially when I would much rather spend that money to eat. I am comparing the two menus. I would much rather eat at the Rose and Crown Pub, just to be honest. So, that is my review of Be Our Guest Restaurant. That did take significantly longer than I thought it would. So, we will quickly try to move into my uh, hotel review. Uh, oh, yeah, and quickly on prices. Oh, I didn't need my final review either. Prices at Pierre Guest Restaurant. Expect about ten ninety nine to eleven ninety nine for any of the menu items. I can double check that for you. It is... Okay, it is between... Yeah, it's between... The cheapest is $8.99, which is a vegetable quiche. The most expensive would be a $13.49, which is a tuna something in French salad. Sorry, I don't speak French and I can't pronounce some of their words. So but the average price is gonna be about ten ninety-nine. It's the average price. But your high price is thirteen forty nine, low price eight dollars and ninety-nine cents. So there you go there you have it. Overall review of the restaurant. I'm still gonna give it a nine out of ten. It would be a ten out of ten if that experience at the beginning wasn't so bad, but it really goes to show that the second half of the experience there, the actual food and the atmosphere of the dining room really helped bring that review up by far. So, definitely check it out on your next trip. And with that being said, uh, review of Saratoga Springs Resort and Spa. Yep. Uh, as you... I don't think I mentioned it on this show. It has been my goal for quite a while now to uh, stay at every single Disney Resort on property. And I've done a decent job so far and I'm gonna put some reviews out of some of those hotels. I do remember my experiences at all the ones I've stayed at so far. There are things I like and dislike about each of them, obviously, although there are some that I find absolutely nothing wrong with. I'd say to date, my favorite hotel that I've stayed at would be the Contemporary Resort, and my least favorite so far, that's going to be tougher because there's a lot I like, um, where have I? <laughs> least favorite so far is going to be Saratoga Springs, which you'll hear about in just a bit, um, and then I'll tell you how I compared it to my other least favorite, which would be, uh, Animal Kingdom Lodge. So before you go and raise it up an angry mob against me for saying I don't like Animal Kingdom Lodge, let me explain. Uh, Animal Kingdom Lodge is rated above Saratoga Springs in my book. I did stay at DVC using DVC points for both times for Saratoga and Animal Kingdom. I'll do a comparison review is what I'll do between these two because I haven't reviewed Animal Kingdom Lodge yet. I stayed at Animal Kingdom Lodge in 2011 with my friend Brian. And overall, I love the theming of the hotel. It is amazing. It is an amazing resort. The pool, excellent. The uh, the lobby is breathtaking, and the bridge in the lobby. That bridge is so cool. It's it is definitely one of the most unique Disney resorts there is, and it's definitely. Oh, sorry there. So, uh, definitely one of my favorite theming wise Now, the issues with it, of course, would be that it is not close to anything at all. It's not within walking distance of anything at all. Your only transportation method is the bus. And the buses there are inconsistent at best. Um, Brian and I were there just before peak season, uh, so it wasn't given it wasn't peak season, but it wasn't slow season either, we'll say that, and buses are supposed to depart approximately every 20 minutes, I don't feel that an hour for a bus is approximately every 20 minutes, and we had that problem multiple times, uh, yeah, you even have to take a bus to Animal Kingdom, which bothers me, because I enjoy being able to walk somewhere. From my resort. That's what's nice about Contemporary. Uh, you can walk to the Magic Kingdom. The Contemporary is one of the most convenient hotels by far in uh, as far as transportation goes, depending on what parks you like. Because uh, Contemporary, I know you can walk to and from Magic Kingdom and that is a very short walk, so if you're staying there, please do use that. It's That'll save you a lot of time. It's the most efficient way to get to Magic
1: Kingdom.
0: From Contemporary for Resort. Now, um, you can hop on the to get to Epcot, you can hop on the Resort Monorail, take one stop to the Transportation Ticket Center, and get on the Epcot Monorail from there. So that one's also pretty convenient. I'd say the most convenient for me though, considering the two parks that I visit the most are the studios and Epcot would be a uh, boardwalk. It's conveniently located kind of in the middle of Hollywood Studio uh in the middle area between Hollywood Studios and Epcot. So equal walking distance about to either of those parks, which makes it nice and you can easily walk between the two. And there's also a boat option to take you to either park gate. So yeah, back to my review. It's supposed to be Saratoga Springs and Animal Kingdom Lodge. So yeah, that's the transportation issue, Animal Kingdom Lodge, and unfortunately, Saratoga Springs seems to have that same problem. Uh, the buses there are slightly better, or slightly more consistent than Animal Kingdom, but still not great. Um, uh, That's definitely a problem. It is within walking distance of... Downtown Disney, but overall, the theming, I don't know, I just don't care for the theming there that much, to be quite honest, it's one of my least favorite themed hotels at Disney World, so, I I mean, the, the room is nice, the amenities are nice, but the theming is just not, you know, it's just not my thing, I guess. Uh, the golf course in the middle of the resort's nice. It gives it a nice golfy atmosphere, you know, if you like golf. And then, the rest of the theme is a lot of horses. Saratoga Springs is in that area in upstate New York. So, you know, a lot of horses, a lot of winter trees. I think that's the thing that bothers me the most. I go to Florida, I live there now, but... I go there to escape winter and winter things. I don't want to see pine trees. I don't want to see any of that garbage. I want to see palm trees. That's why I'm in Florida. Because it's nice. It's warm. That kind of thing. So yeah. I mean, overall, the resort pool is very, very nice, though. I'd say their water slide is one of my favorites. Yeah, I'm still I'm like going on 20 and I still go on all the Disney water slides because they're that cool. But, you know. Uh, but yeah, definitely definitely think that's my least favorite I've stayed at so far. For sure. So, yeah, I didn't get to try out any of the restaurants. didn't get to try out any of the other stuff. My review, I gave it 6 out of 10. The amenities are nice. The theme's just not there for me. And the bus service was poor at best. So, that being said, that wraps up my review of that. (laughs) Pretty sad, I know. Um, Hopefully, we'll get some more hotel reviews. Uh, We got two new ones coming at you in March. I'm staying at two different resorts. Uh, I'm going down there. I'll be there with my mom for a few days. We'll stay at Pop Century, so it'll be my first value resort. And... I've mostly stayed at DVC, so I've had mostly deluxe resorts. Uh, so we'll have Pop Century, so my First Valley Resort, and uh, Old Key West, which I've heard good things. My parents stayed there. And I actually, there's a running trail between Saratoga and Key West. And I uh, did some running while I was there, and I did some of the running over in Old Key West. And it, it's it seems pretty nice over there. So... We'll definitely see how that trip goes. I've heard nothing but good things about Key West, so I'm looking forward to that. I know Sam, Ally, Brittany, and Leah stayed at Pop Century, and they had nothing but good things to say about that. Definitely looking forward to it. And as I get more details, uh, my trip with my buddy Steven will be coming up sometime this summer, and definitely looking forward to that. Not really sure where we're staying, pretty sure we're planning on staying on property. But, you know, we'll see where that goes. And, yeah, I'm sure you're probably tired of hearing me ramble about stuff, but hopefully my reviews will be able to help you out as you plan your trip to the wonderful Disney World Resort. And, yeah, that pretty much wraps this up up this episode. Thanks for tuning in. I'll try to get some Park Audio edited so we can have an Park Audio adventure coming up. And I'm working on setting up a YouTube channel for the podcast. So yeah. There's also two things. Search us on Facebook. We have a group you can join or a like page. And I've noticed an increase in the number of people going on our page and liking it. So I think I'll probably post there a little bit more now that it's not just me and the other hosts that like our page. So feel free to go and like it, and I'm probably going to update there more often than the group page. To be quite honest, that's the uh, plan. So yeah, contact information. Be sure to email us at mycementpodcast at gmail.com. Uh, most of our other information can be found over at our website. I will add a new link to our like page. Yeah our, yeah, our like page on Facebook to our website. But all of our other links can be found there, such as Twitter, Tumblr, and iTunes. You can find that at uh, www.ofmiceandmenpodcast.blogspot.com. So you can find the rest of our information there. Um, please review us on iTunes I've been forgetting to ask you guys to do that and we'd really appreciate it I know some people have done the clicking on the stars to rate and I appreciate those but a written review would be really nice of you guys and I'd really appreciate it Uh, that being said um, I don't know that's pretty much all I have Uh, coming up in the next episode, we'll either be in studio with everybody or in Park Audio if I can't organize that. So, yeah, we'll see you all next time, and thanks for tuning in. Bye, everybody.